Welcome to the Cool Tool Show and Tell. Our special guest this week is Keith Kelly, no relation. Keith, do you want to introduce yourself to our watchers and listeners? Yes, I'm Keith Kelly. I'm from Maine. I teach uh, middle school. I've been teaching for about 33 years. I teach uh, middle school integrated technology. It's like industrial arts we had, but kind of updated. So my fifth graders build cars and boats and work in teams. Sixth graders do Lego robotics and coding um, and asynchronous grouping from different classes. Uh, seventh grade do skateboards. They sand drill, make the board, paint it in art and skate it and then have a board when they're done. Learn all the power tools. So, uh, eighth grade do 3D printing and design where they learn the printers, they prototype and they create objects uh, where they make and take. They create something and they get to earn print time. And then I also do a uh, guitar building uh, at club after school and I'm involved in the high school. We'll talk about one of the tools, the mill and why we're doing that. And now we'll talk about that program too as well. Well, that's really fantastic. I can just see from your background, for those who are just listening, you're standing in the middle of a really cool um, shop that would be yep. like a workshop, kind of industrial arts school shop that's quite fantastic, surrounded by half-built guitars and half-built skateboards. So um, we look forward to hearing more about that, but you, you must have an awful lot of tools and they get probably a really good beating and a really good evaluation from your students. So what do you have to suggest to us? Yeah, and that is something. So these tools, they, they can really be used. And they also, you're going from beginners to a little bit higher level because I go from middle school all the way up to high school. Um, the first one I'm gonna talk about is, it's the shop box. And what this unit is, it's a, so I have my cordless drill and I have a handle. And when you spin it, it spins the, the bag, the sander, the spindle seed sleeve over it but it's a bag sander. So it's really fabulous when you have- Wait, 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 wait. I, I don't know what a bag, what do you mean, but it's a bag sander. I've never heard that term yeah. before. So what I'll do is I'll take it off. Well, what it, instead of the normal sanders you have, so I have this unit, which is a just a spindle sander, like you have spindle sanders that you- Right, this so, little so you're, holding up, you're holding up like a, it's like a drill uh, yep. or a plane, and there's um, a spindle, like a dowel, big fat dowel yeah. coming off the bottom and that's covered with sandpaper. So yep. it spins around. So there's this handle that's spinning and that's what you use to yep. spin. Yeah. And we have tons of that with, uh, you know, uh, people have uh, spindle sanders and all of that. Uh, the problem is, is this, these are somewhat stationary. This one's a little bit movable, but they're also there. Uh, the surface is hard where this is a bag. So it's soft. Ah. So, and you can put air in it uh, on the very tip on the end. There's uh, air and air thing. So I can add air or take air away from it. So I can make it like give, give more or less. And what's really cool, you just hold it and it spins and it makes you uh, drill. The other thing is it gives you the ability, especially when I do my guitar projects, when you're trying to get in these really uh, tight circles where the top of the head of the guitar where you know you have your horns and stuff on the guitar, or you're trying to shape the side for your belly cuts and your side cuts. This is fabulous. So I mean, we the, use wrap. use it with two two hands. One hand was a trigger. Uh, the other hand yeah. is. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. We use it with two hands. So one hand here, one hand here. So one's holding the drill, and then you just put your work in a vice. Obviously, you saw the thing just fell, but you put your thing in a vice, and you can really work the tool. 
Uh, and I find it's it's really easy of use with the kids. Um, uh, the lower level kids, I'll change the chuck so the chuck will give a lot quicker if I'm worried. Uh, but it's it's really easy to use, uh, pretty safe. You know, it's really hard. You might scuff yourself, but it's really hard to hurt yourself with this. Uh, but it really, it took, uh, when I, I actually, have, they were hand rasping and doing that. Um, and you try to do hand sanders, but it really can't get in those curves. And again, you lose the curves with the flat type hand sanders and things like that. This keeps it. Um, I said, I have a link to it, but if they're about, uh, let's see what I have it. Uh, so they're about a hundred bucks. Right. And so this is a much fatter spindle. It's about the size of a I don't know, Pringles can. And um, yep. it, it's covered with um, sandpaper. But as you said, it can be deflated or inflated to be more rigid or soft. And it's yep. really good for doing inside curves, which I guess yep. you would need for a guitar or other um wood projects my skateboards if they can rouse the edges of the skateboard really well too um and it it helps because they will like the flat spot stuff you know they'll like to drive it in and make a, a curve or a flat spot but the bag kind of it shapes around it right right, right. um there are on bird like this version it's a cheaper thing but it does it's not a bag it's just literally the rubber sleeve and the sand uh -huh. slides over it but it, you can hook this on a drill, same thing. It's just, it's a lot, you know, It's it, there's no give to it. Right, uh, right, right, the, right. The bag one is very forgiving. Okay. And are there multiple versions and models of brand of that, or is that just one one company that makes it? Um, the shop box is the one I'd use, but they have a thinner one. So they have that one is the bag, and then they have a smaller one for right, smaller right. diameter. And again, same thing around there. And there are other variations where you don't get the bag part of it. Right. But it gives you the bag uh, aspect with a real portable and really be able to move it. And and, um, and, what, and what's it, what's it called again? It is a shop uh, shop fox uh, hand pneumatic drum sander. Shop fox. Um, okay. Yeah. And there's a, there's a four by one. That's a small one. Mine is a little bigger. Uh, there's a seven and a half inch one. You know, so you can pick. I that's the bigger one is what I'm de demoing. Okay. But there is a smaller version too. Okay. Shopbox, um, pneumatic drum. I think it's uh, handheld pneumatic drum sander. Yep. Okay. Well, that's one I hadn't heard. Thank you for yeah. for that. So, um, what's a uh, second tool on your list? Okay. Well, the other thing is when you get so the kids get guitar bodies in the middle of the process. So they have to uh, cut the headstock and sand the neck. They have to sand the body and then they do painting and they do some assembly, some simple soldering. But in that, um, you have to drill, they have to drill all their holes. So they have to lay, lay, uh, put things on it and mark where all the holes are going to be uh -huh. and put all the holes on their unit. So, for example, this pick guard, you have to sit down and, and they have to go and put all, they have to put all the little pick guard, uh, little holes in it. So the, you can do that with a drill. The problem becomes, with these guys is they'll all want to drill deep through it. <laughs> uh, so doing depth stop. So you can do a drill press and that does work. But the problem with the drill press is a lot of times, like I have a drill press over there. This is sometimes hard to fit where it's a line up where you want. So I have this unit, which is, um, it's, it's made by Milescraft. I bought it from Grizzly and it's the same concept. So that's just a drill, but it makes your drill a drill press. Okay. All right. So what, what it allows you to do is set it right where you want it on a flat surface. 
uh, mark your holes, and then you can set your depth so you can't drill too far. But what's really good is, again, portable. I right. could screw it down, but I with these guys, and if you don't really have to, you just line it up, put it down, mm -hmm. and drill and drill the hole you want. Right. So, so I depth. would call this a portable drill press, and what it looks yeah. like is a f kind of a frame that's holding uh, a regular cordless drill in a vertical position with two bars on the side. So the 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 cordless drill is kind of uh, sliding up and down with this guide that yep. ensures that the drill is perpendicular. And so, and you can set it with depth gauges to, to prevent it from uh, locking yep. too far. And so this is a way that you can have a drill press if you didn't have a drill press or you wanted one that was portable for working on something bigger than you could get onto your drill press table. So that's very, very handy. It would be really good like if you had to make perpendicular holes in like kind of a slab or something like a table. Yeah, up on a wall or, on a wall. or something like where you're looking for depth. And because it's, yeah, again, totally portable. You change, it has a spring, so it pops back. You can change the depth. And again, this could be screwed somewhere too. So if you really needed an accurate straight hole, uh, kids have a hard time with cordless. They have a hard time cordless at all. It's really amazing. I'm, I'm teach, kids have lost all fine motor skills. They can do a foam, but they can't use a screwdriver. They don't know what a Phillips head is. They'll stand there on my skateboards and spin a Phillips head and not hold the other end to tighten it. So I make all the kids go through and use a drill, cleaning their holes and drilling the holes. And this gives them a way to understand depth and, and be, have a little more control. Uh -huh. um, and again, I do it with all kids, all levels, all abilities, special needs, all the way up have all done this with me. So, and this is called a drill mate drill guide. Yeah, Milescraft is who makes it, and it's from uh, Grizzly. Right. It's yeah, drill drill mate drill guide. It's about forty dollars. Yeah. It looks pretty hefty. Yep. And you know, could probably be dropped a couple times without destroying it. Uh, that has been happening, same as the shop box with the kids. <laughs> Everything has been dropped. So far, I haven't had anything broken yet. With that, they're, they've done it. Um, it's funny they have to learn how. You know, the chuck. The only thing I would say is it comes with a little tiny chuck key for tightening, um, and you just want to watch that because that's going to disappear. So I like put. I have two or three, but I put them off to the side, and I'll help the kid, and I put it away because. In your own shop, you're fine, but with in my classroom, that that stuff would just disappear. You could do what they do on banks and stuff. You could attach it to a huge piece of wood or something that can't be yeah. easily yeah. lost. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Keith, what's um, um, your third tool? Um, well, the other tool I do is uh, I do some laser engraving. And I kind of have two variations. We have a really fancy one that can cut through, go in stone and cut through things at the high school. But at at the at my age, uh, it's time, you know, to be able to laser and get to it. And I only need that. I want them to have the experience of it. So um, because when I have all my kids go, they take their boards and they have to go and uh, they have to leave, make a logo, their own logo that, that burns onto the board. One that gives an experience of using a laser, but also every board becomes unique because if not, you know, they have a hundred boards a year. So kids will paint the board black and not know who's who, but this way they get to incorporate that in or whatnot because they, they get a board middle of the process. So they all learn, they all use a, a software to make a logo. And then we take that logo. Um, they're, they're really tiny. Okay. Um, there's 5 million brands. Like it's, it's one of those tools that has been 
once it's made, like there's tons of uh, the same, it's the same tool, just with tons of RAM. Um, and it does four, like a three by three. So you okay. put it down and you set it. So you're holding a little device. that's like a small toaster size yep. and shape. And it has a, the bottom is open. Um, it's kind of hollow inside. Wow. It's really weird. And, and so um, you put this open ended toaster over the surface that you're going to um, laser etch. And um, it's, it's just sitting and, there. And I, yeah. is it like battery operated or cordless? Or? Uh, this is, I pl you plug it, there's a wire that goes into power and a yeah. wire that goes into your computer. The software is really simple. It's you're not editing in it, you're just bringing in the image. And then I, it's pretty much wood. I would, you're not really gonna etch or cut metal or etch on anything like that. Um, you're only doing like three by three. You're not doing any fancier than right, that. Right. Uh, the only couple things I recommend is I close the other sides. I'm or I'll put a glass so you can't look in because kids will look in. They'll come open and people will look in at the laser. Um, I also I I made myself a little jig so when I when I put it on this board, I it's all bolted down so there's no way to pick it up because mm -hmm. you it's it's a live laser. So if you moved it around like yeah. you could easily set it on a ticket. The good is you can like I could burn on my table. You could really put it anywhere and burn as long as you have power but it's really portable that way so that becomes an issue of safety so i really bolt it down when it's ready to burn and you when it's all when it's done i make sure i just completely unplug it so it doesn't accidentally be running right, right. so um, yes so that would be kind of cool like if you wanted to do a table you could do a tiling pattern that could be yeah. repeated um, yeah you could re you can repeat so because you either can do uh, where you see you you leave it blank and you burn or you you burn everything and leave the wood as your your right. outline. And you decide. Um, it also looks like it would kind of takes the place in the old school of a branding, a Kahat iron branding. Yes. Which was a very yep. common way for woodworkers to sign or, you know, a brand lo the logo on things. I guess this is the equivalent. Yeah, it's so like on the Amazon, Wayne Lux is one. It's a 300. Uh, and so it's like 200 bucks in that range. Uh -huh. Um, and that it's a square little box. And then this, if you look on Amazon, if you look at these, you'll see 20 of them. They're all the exact same thing, but they're, uh, just a, another labels label slapped on them. Right. And they're pretty much the same. So I can't even the two brands I have here are, uh, one is, uh, my do it M W D O I T. And I don't even know if I can get that one anymore. You know, I have an older one that's completely, another brand that I don't see anymore. So they just kind of rebrand them. Right. Uh, and so it looks like people can do, you can etch glass and yep. you could probably etch some metal aluminum or something, yep. something soft brass, maybe. Yeah. Remember? Anything. I tried to do it like a laptop, but taste of the sea. And it, it's just, it's a lot of work, but you can do some simple stuff, but I wouldn't recommend, I don't know. I find it just for wood. The value is, the smallness, the quickness, and also the portability of it. You could do let you know, big letter, big letter, big letter. It's just a. I do have to say, you have to measure and figure out where you're putting it because, it you know, it's you're just doing it by the box at fit. So right, right, right. Uh, and uh, another variation. So that's an entry level. That's a real quick one. Uh, this Ortura I use here. Uh, this is just bigger. So and it this can cut through a little bit more. Um, with kids, I have to have a case for it. 
This is in the $700 range. Mm -hmm. This can have other things too. Like you can buy a little spinner unit for the um, like tumblers and things like right. that. Um, I bought an extension kit because I'm going to take it out and then I could put it on our pink picnic tables and do our whole name on it. Um, that this one, it's, it's pretty simple to use. So I just use Lightburn software and you can do tons of stuff with this. Uh, it's just that next level. You right. know, the other one is good. All my kids get a chance to do it. Then when I have a couple little bigger parts, our alternative vendor using this on their picnic tables, uh, stuff like that. Um, so on the first one, the little square one, the three by three, will that also cut through um, like, you know, eighth inch plywood? I have not tried. I think it's, it, I have run it at a hundred percent and uh 16% speed because lasers, it's how strong the laser and then how fast it moves. And it does, it does this wood. But I've never, you know, I haven't probably been able to cut through. I think if you left it and did it like multiple passes and over, over yes, but it would take, for me, it just takes so long that I'm either going to move up to this next level or go okay. to my bigger laser. All right. I, I wouldn't recommend it for that. I It's it's good for this though. Right. So it's closer Maybe. just for like a little brand um, thing rather than yeah. or a surface etch, I guess is the best way. Yeah. 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 A boot for work, a slipper for play sometimes. Yeah, some stuff you need it to work. Sometimes it's you know it's for adding extra. Right, right, right. Legs. Well, that's really cool. I had no idea that they even existed. Um, and I, you're right, there are seem to be um, multiple um, yeah. versions of them. You know, kind of no brand, um, and they kind of vary between 170 and 200. I'd recommend too is. When you there's ones that are completely open, so you just have the laser. Uh, that's you know. Then it becomes an issue of how trustworthy are you gonna you know. You, this is not something I just start and I walk away from either because you are laser burning and stuff like that. It was funny. The kids will. It smells like burning smoke because it's burning wood yeah. when it's doing. I put a little uh, uh, filter air system right by right, just to right, suck right. the away but i wouldn't walk away from it also the open ones would make me nervous but this one's a close it up and again i said i bungee i have a whole system i made so it right, just right. locks down because uh, yeah, the sure laser is live it's also the environment if you're doing it in a cl classroom yeah. it's one thing if you're by yourself yeah, working yeah. at home that might be yeah. a different um yeah uh the software is really basic i have to say um it's 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 very limited uh basically you can bring the picture in you can resize it a little bit you do most of your editing outside you just bring it in uh, you can say how fast is all depth, but that's about it. Right, You're right. not really, you know, doing anything beyond. And so, that. do they take an SD card? Is that how the they? they uh, I did. It's USB. Uh, it's plugged to your. I have a PC that is plugged into. It could do it back to, but I plug it into my PC, and then uh, it, the files come from that software. So, like it. I it, see. It, yeah. So there's no USB to plug into it. It's just it, it's a it's a wire that a USB that runs into the laptop. It has to go through that one. Okay. Oh, interesting. Huh. Yeah. So you have to you have to be near to bring it to your to your computer. Yeah. I, I have a PC set up beside it and they just it brings it and it's plugged yeah. in. I just yeah. use an old it the software is old enough you don't need a basic Windows machine or a basic you don't need a fancy dancy machine at all. Right. Okay. Um, it's not gonna be Chrome based or anything like that. So Alrighty. Okay. Well thanks. That's again really very interesting. So what's your fourth uh choice here? And this is a jump up. <laughs> so um, we went, I got a grant and I bought a wood mill for the school. So a wood miser, an L25. Uh, wood so it, mill. So mill yeah. has lots of different uh, uh, connotations to me. What do you mean? You mean like 
cutting a log into like a portable sawmill? Yep, it's a portable sawmill. So wow. what it does, we can, um, uh, I guess I've got the link and I've got video of the kids using it. Um, basically, it's it comes in a kit and it's like an erector set. You just put it together. You basically have the blade. It's like a bandsaw you turn sideways and then you just push the bandsaw through the blade. The one we have, the entry level one, I purposely, the entry level one does the basics. But then as you go up, it gets more expensive. And all I found was it's hydraulics for lifting bigger wood mm. onto it or portability, a trailer that it can move. And it just gets bigger than what you can cut. Um, but I don't, I didn't want to get that big because I'm using it at school. Uh, but what it does is it's a, uh, I think it's a, like a 12 foot to 16 foot piece and we can get an extension to go farther. Um, and about a 25 inch round, you put the log in and you just, you just keep cutting and you keep making pieces. So this was cut, you know, from one tree, we go and cut this piece and then we're building a kiln shed. We just got another grant this year to dry it. Um, I find, I just put this in my house with my wood fire in this row. We're going to take this and cut this up into our own guitar bodies and use our CNC machine to cut them. But this is just a piece of maple. The beauty with Maine is literally outside my school right now, there's a cherry tree, there's a maple. Someone gave us 117 acres uh, donated. So we have science kids like managing the forest and then our alternate vet cut the trees and then we take it to the mill and then we cut it in boards and we can cut it dimensional lumber. Uh, we can cut it to support beams like to build uh, stuff like that. I'm holding up, you know, the variations of the support. Uh, this is a billet. Yeah, it looks like a know, four by four inch, yep. uh, you know, yep. stud. And so, um, yeah, you're, you're holding up great big planks of um, rough sawn lumber, and um, which you can and then, plane and then glue up. Yeah, so we glue up into our planks, and we have a planer, we can plane them, so we're value adding. And then we can, use our CNC or our routers right. to cut out the guitar necks and the right, guitar right. shapes. And so in the end, uh, you know, we use our machines to cut the bodies right, right. out. And we have a full guitar. Uh, we also in Maine have tons of companies around us that are cutting wood. So we have Duratherm does windows. Well, they use mahoganies to do all their windows. So they have throwaway mahogany, like beautiful stuff that they they just have to get rid of because they can't all the pieces. Right. So they give this to us. So my kids are gluing it into guitar bodies, making right, right, hat racks right. and you know tons of like uh, today a kid's making an album holder, tons of stuff with yeah. it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so I, I, I I guess with a multi-year program, you could have the kids um, mill the wood on the first year, and then by the time they're Further along, it'll be all dried, and they can use that very same wood to make the guitar. Yeah, we'll get a two. Once we get it, the kill next year, that year's we'll make the next year's wood, and we'll just build. Right, and you right, can build right. outside classrooms. I'm a, a long-term goal. Would we want to mill wood, cut kits with the CNC to make like greenhouses or little sheds for schools? So, and then you set it, and the kids just bolt it all together. Right, right. We'll be able to do that. Um, we're already cutting. We've been cutting to it. We, like I said, I can share some pictures. Uh, yeah. and, uh, so, so this want. is this is a mill, which is a substantial investment. It's about four thousand. Yeah. But you make your. It, I have to say, we got it, and I have a teacher running it, and we sold wood. We we've already got half the money back just from selling wood, because wow. the dimensional lumber people could lumber went way up. Yeah. And they couldn't get it. And they also couldn't get 
you can get a two by four that's not really a two by four. Right, right, we right. can make a real two by four. Um, we can also spec it. So, and again, the wood was off our land. So we were, we would cut hemlock, yeah, yeah. we cut some cedar and we've sold, we just sold it. And all we're doing is making it self fun. Sure, sure. Um, and we're adding some value. Like we can do sure. some projects again, build bent, uh, picnics and benches and sure. add laser engravers up to it. Yeah, so. I think every school district should have their own lumber mill. Um, it's, it's, I, the only thing that was scary is like, it's scary as a teacher, but it's, it's insanely safe. That's what I was shocked by. Cause what happens is the danger spot is where the blade is, right. but where it's located, how, where you push, you're so far away. And it has a, um, so it's like a bandsaw where the band goes around right, it. Right. Well, it also has a belt, like a drive belt that's on it. So if it breaks, it just keeps it in itself. Right. Right. Um, and then you can, you, you can buy the blades and have them resharpened. You right, know, right. as long as you don't run into the little metal Nails. holders, you know, yeah. stuff like that. Um, it's, and like I said, we've had kids using it. I, again, anybody could, can use yeah, it. Yeah it's, yeah. it's far more safe than a table saw. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, I wouldn't, yeah. my router, you know, is more at state. I, I just, uh, less safe than that thing. Cause you just push it out. And then, uh, and even we're having, even the leftover of the two, you know, when you cut the top, you, we can do, uh, uh, live edge stuff live sure. edge tables live edge stuff we've had people say oh i want that request that um and what's actually happening too is people in the uh, you know they have trees that oh i'll give it to you and let you guys process it and and so a lot of times again it's not worth it to hire somebody where but our labor's free so the product you know we can do that and the kids sure, can sure. give back yeah well that's really really fabulous so um keith thank you for those really uh, unusual and really um, fantastic suggestions. Can you tell me about um, whether you have a, a project that you work on personally oh. or, or some passion that you have that you want to share? Well, um, I just, I do have, uh, I do have an old classic Mustang, the 64 and a half I've restored. I've actually helped kid had kids help me restoring it. Um, and I've really loved that. It's a, it's a nice, uh, that was an interesting thing doing with kids. Cause I thought I'd bring stuff in and it'd take forever. And they'd be like, did you done with it? Um, I actually have the son of the kid, one of the kids when he was eighth grade that helped me with my guitar, uh, with my uh, Mustang. Uh -huh. Um, so I, I like that. I'd like to keep, I, I keep trying to add that stuff in that that's another project. Yeah. Um, the guitar project is really the thing that I I'm into right now. I, every year, um, I've been letting kids come in, they get a kit, um, and they build a guitar. So I, now I have, I'm averaging 10 to, to, uh, 15 kids from set. I've had fifth, but all the way up to seventh and eight, a couple high schoolers, mm -hmm. uh, they get, they get to sin boom, and they make a guitar and it's a working guitar that they can learn in music. I've gotten a grant to, uh, from the Perloff foundation that lets me teach teachers it. So last year I taught seven teachers, they got to get a kit, um, build a guitar. So when they were done, they had a working guitar that was theirs. And then I gave them an extra kit so they could build with other kids, try to get them to do that. Cause it seems intimidating, but with a simple sander, some, uh, simple, a couple simple tools, uh, painting and a, a little simple soldering. You, these kits are really easy. They came from guitarbuilders.org, which is a science grant that was from a Purdue professor that was trying to do this, to get physics taught by building a guitar. Um, and that grant kind of taught me, and then I'm trying to spread it out. I'm doing another eight or uh, 10 teachers in March coming mm -hmm. up um, in, but a, a middle of our state. I'm trying to do it. So everyone gets a chance. To so, so uh, can other people buy these guitar kits? Yes. If you go, 
if you go to guitarbuilders.org, that's the that's the program. And what happened is at the same time a call at Sinclair College, uh, what they do is they're teaching their kids how to run CNC machines and do the mm -hmm. manufacturing of the bodies and stuff. So you can buy two types of kit. You can buy a kit like this that is all you're really doing is you're cutting the headstock and a little bit of filing uh, and a little, I'm sorry, a little bit of sanding and a little bit of soldering and painting. And then you have a complete car. Or the next level is they're giving it to you where it's not quite finished sanding. There's a lot more sanding to do, uh -huh. a lot more soldering. And like you're actually assembling the neck and shaping it and putting frets in and fret dots. They have those level of kits. Um, but I get, you know, I get to them and it's, and it's really good quality. And they're, they're doing really fancy woods and stuff like that. Okay. Um, All right. Well, that's a great resource as well. So um, there's, wow, there's plenty of stuff here. Thank you so much. I love your enthusiasm as well. Um, your kids have a great treat with having you at the helm. So thank you for your work there. I'm really enjoying what I'm hearing about Maine. So I appreciate your volunteering for this session of uh, show and tell. Thank you very much. It's fun. Yeah. Thank you. This year, our Cool Tools blog will be 20 years old, which means we've been posting something new every day for 20 years. It's only possible because of the very engaged and knowledgeable readers and listeners like yourself. You've kept this place going, and we are very grateful for you. With this idea of 20 years in mind, um, we decided to try an experiment this year, and I'm inviting our guests and listeners to join me on our Cool Tool Show and Tell, which is the program that you're listening to right now. So if you feel you'd make a good guest on this podcast, and have four uncommon tools that you'd like to share with us, um, please sign up on our form on the website and we'll see about inviting you. You must be comfortable taking all, talking on a video and um, you need to have some tools that you can show. Um, we record on, as you know, on Zoom. We do a YouTube version, a visual video version of it, as well as an audible version. Fill out the form if you're interested and um, list your four, four cool tools and we'll see if there's a good fit. The applications aren't guaranteed in any way. Um, and we're looking at tools that are new to us and appropriate tools and um, whether the times will work for you. So um, we're really interested in hearing from people all over the world, not just in the U.S., although the tools have to be available online, easily available online. And um, if you are a longtime listener, you kind of know what the definition of our tools are. They're very broad. They can be anything that's handy, from something in the kitchen to something used to travel to a workshop to something professional that we may not know about. We're really interested in things that we don't know anything about. So um, this is an open invitation. We'll give it a try. If you think you make a good guess for this podcast, um, fill out the form. There'll be a link somewhere on our website. Um, and we look forward to, to chatting with you. Thank you.